Hello and welcome to episode two of the Go Think Big podcast with me, Dan Orton, and sat next to me is Amy Packham. Amy P. Amy. She, we not, agreed this is my stage name for the podcast. We never agreed. It's Amy P. <laughs> okay, Amy P, what's coming up? So today we're going to be talking about films and film producing. Um, it's awards season, so we dug out into the archives of the Go Think Big Pack Lunch videos and we came up with Damien Jones. Yes, the BAFTA winning film producer who came by last year to uh, do a pack lunch and we filmed it and we've got all this great audio from it. So uh, it's him talking about his career and answering young people's questions on what's it like working in the film, in the film industry, how to get into the film industry and, and lots of other questions like that that hopefully young people interested in, in a career in film might find very helpful. They will. Yeah. So, I mean, he's the producer of... Kid Outhood. Well done. You've done your homework, haven't you? Adulthood. <laughs> the Iron Lady. Okay. You can stop just reading a list off now. Because Bell. <laughs> if anyone's interested, listeners, Amy isn't the biggest uh, film head, are you? Really? You don't really know much about movies. Some say I don't. Yeah, some, everyone says it. I might have a everyone list next you to me. Say it. And he's currently working on Dad's Army. Really? Adaptation, you yeah. You about that, did you? Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, yeah. I've <laughs> we decided that maybe we'd give you a little short film quiz. Wow. To to test your knowledge of films. I it's have all never about, done a film quiz. It's all about the BAFTAs and the Oscars. Brilliant. So it's Oscar BAFTA themed. Just what I wanted. <laughs> I thought so. Are you ready? We're going to test to see how much. Can I prepare? Right. Can I use my phone? No, that's cheating. <laughs> okay, no phone. Phone's moving. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Question one. Okay. What are the Oscars otherwise known as? That's an easy one. The Academy Award. Well done, that's yes. correct. Dan told me that last week. <laughs> okay, question two. A little bit trickier. Michael Keaton famously played Batman. So he's been nominated for his, his role in Birdman. Okay. But he played Batman years and years ago. Okay. Can you name two other actors who have portrayed Batman? No. <laughs> you can't even, can't even make a guess. I have no idea. No idea at all? No you idea. Even have like, not even that. if you offered me money, I'd have no idea. Ah, you could have had Christian Bale, George Clooney. Van George Kilmer. Clooney. Pass. You can't, you, what are you saying? Okay, right. Okay, question, question three. So Christopher Lee, you've heard of him. You can't shake your head on, on a podcast. <laughs> People can't see No. That. So Sir Christopher Lee was awarded the BAFTA Fellowship in 2011. Can you name one film he's been in? He's been in like over Can 200. Can I phone a friend? No. He's been in over 200 films. Just pick any film. He'll probably have been in it. Okay. Spider-Man. No. Pass. All right. All right. Okay. 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 This one's a current one for this year. So okay. Steve, you know Steve Carell? Yes. The guy from... Anchorman. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Him and Mark Ruffalo. You know Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. They've been nominated for a BAFTA in the Best Supporting Actor category. Oh, okay. Both for the same film. What's the film? It's this year. Is Everyone's it the, is it the film where he's he's a different character to what he actually is like? I saw an interview. Yeah, yeah, he's playing. Is that the film? Yeah, what's serious it? one. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know what the film is, but I saw. It. <laughs> but I saw an interview where he was talking yeah. about himself being in a different character and how it's hard to be serious. You don't want to take a guess. No. Okay. Question five. Can we, is there an easy? Is this an easy one? I think so. Okay. How many times has Meryl Streep been nominated for an Oscar? Eleven. Higher. Hundred and eleven. 
lower. I thought lower. that was a one. <laughs> um, fifty-six. Lower. Twenty-nine. Lower. Thirty-four. <laughs> Twenty-two. <laughs> lower. Seventeen. You're not, you're not going to get it. It's nineteen. <gasps> so close. Were you? <laughs> I said seventeen. After several other guesses, you said one hundred and eleven a couple of minutes ago. It's because you put a one up. I thought you meant add another one, I and you're there. My finger up as if to go higher. Oh, okay. That's, clearly, that's what that. Okay. Means. Question six. All right. Question six. No one else would know the answers to these questions. I think some people would. I don't think they would. Okay. Who was the first and so far only woman to win the Oscar for Best Director? That is not an easy question. <laughs> that is so easy. hard. It was The Hurt Locker. That was the film. I've never seen The Hurt Locker. I haven't even heard of it. Okay. <laughs> okay let's just. The Take a breath. I don't think you're going to get. You said somewhat easy. I I thought they were, but <laughs> okay. So, the Iron Lady, which we've already mentioned, produced by Damien Jones. Oh, I thought that was going to be the question. Who produced it? That <laughs> wasn't going to be the question. <laughs> Who directed it? I don't know. Okay, her name is Phyllida Lloyd. That's, well, now I know that. I think we should just crack on with okay, Damien's podcast. Damien's. <laughs> Damien. I think we should crack on with Damien's back lunch. <laughs> Over to you, Damien. Well, I guess thank you for coming. If it's me you're expecting to see. Um, I'm Damien Jones. I'm a film producer. I made 25, 6, 7 odd films. Uh, highlights The Iron Lady. Um, the History Boys, Kid Adulthood, Adulthood. Beautiful film called Bell coming out this year. Um, Powder Room and Millions and a bunch of others. Um, most of which I'm very proud of. There are a few dogs in there, but we won't talk about those. Um, and uh, yeah, I sort of, I mean, my brief, brief history is before I became a sort of bona fide producer. Um, well, firstly, I like to call myself a, a, the full package. Producing is a term that is abused regularly when you see hundreds of names on a movie. Um, with that credit, um, I like to regard myself as uh, fully rounded. I'm creative producer and I'm, you know, production savvy and I can raise the cash um, so I have the finance acumen too I like to think anyway so my ideal way of working and all films are different um, depending on um, you know how I come across them or they come across me but um, ideally it's my ideal way and this is for instance the Iron Lady um, and Sex Drugs and Rock and Roll um, where I have an idea for a film I find more talented people than myself to help me grow that, i.e. the writer and the director, and um, we elaborate, we turn it into something, a screenplay that I can then get budgeted and cast attached and then go and raise the money for, um, and then, um, you know, hopefully make the wonderful film we all set out to uh, to do. Um, that can take years. That can, the quickest film I've ever been involved with was The History Boys, which was about six months from idea to um, actually realizing it but that was because it was a hit play already and it had a buzz and we had a competitive environment and we um in terms of who wanted to finance it and we had a limited window when the cast were available to shoot so there was a sort of um you know the pedigree with alan bennett and nick heitner um sort of compel people to react quicker than they normally do um the longest is probably about eight years bell bell is six i think again it's just it's all about the script and you know, the alignment of the stars, the cast, the director, the, just the elements coming together. Um, 
I would say perseverance, initiative, hard work and make your own luck are the sort of four things that you need to be a producer. Um, probably the four things you need to be an actor, director, writer too. Um, whatever, you know, in front or behind the camera um, in this business. Um, I started out as a runner, um, tea and coffee, reception, etc. Um, was fortunate enough to be able to jump between sort of in-house at production company to being on set on some of their films, that was working title films. Um, I then moved into assistant directing and locations, um, where I was terrible and fired most of the time. Um, and after a while, thought there were three jobs that um, I thought worth having, which was the lead actor, the director, or the producer. And I couldn't act, for sure. Um, directing, at, then I was clueless about. Uh, I'd always been quite good at I thought spotting interesting people, talent, and also quite good at organizational sort of making things happen. So I um, put my crew career on hold. I um, actively looked for a short film. I came across a film school student, a national film school student who I called Pete Hewitt, who had written, co-written something called The Candy Show. Um, he was an editor, he wanted to direct. We spent a couple of years raising the money. It was £12,000, I think, um, you know, did odd jobs in between. What I know now is whether it's, um, oh, maybe it's £20,000, um, but whether it's £20,000 or £2 million or £200,000 or £200 million, it's the same process you need to sort of, you know, um, expose your, make it the best possible um, project you can in terms of writing, direction, vision, cast, um, and then a snowball effect of raising the cash. Um, and I went to everyone I could think of who was wealthy. I went to all the traditional film sources. I went to all the people I used to work with who hopefully I still had good relationships with. I went to my granny, you know, I went to everyone and they all, you know, gradually it came together. Um, and then it won a BAFTA and, you know, it took, you know, it took two years to raise the money for it, took a week to shoot. And, uh, and then we were fortunate enough that it, you know, it did turn out rather great. And, um, so that was sort of where it, where it started, and then and after that I went back in house um, because despite having that good experience, I was still sort of clueless about how it all worked, like what it involved. You know, I'd seen the set, the, the environment of of how a film is physically made, realised, but I was still unaware and naive about the development process and raising the money and who the players were and how to develop a script. Um, you know, because everyone thinks their first script is great, but chances are it's rubbish. Um, so it, that, it, and you just learn, you know. Um, I I believe, or that's how I learn, you know, by reading a lot, by seeing how projects can, you know, improve over time with hopefully, you know, clever contributions. It is a collaborative process. Um, you know, there are some very artistic sort of auteurs and clever people involved, but. My experience, especially as a producer, is a collaborative, you know, every, it, there's so many members of the team. Um, so as a producer, I find it really helpful to listen, um, you know, especially when I first go out with a script. Well, actually, a good case of point is The Iron Lady. Um, back that project, when it first started out, was a pitch that the then writer and myself on the Monday went out with. This was the time with the Queen. And the pitch that we had on the Monday versus the pitch we sold on like Thursday night 
was different and improved because of the positive feedback we'd received from people. And we just started to ask, so basically by the time we were pitching on Thursday, we knew what people's questions or concerns were going to be, and we had answers to them. But, and that, you know, that, that was a microcosm of how it, you know, your idea can, you know, have to be very careful to keep it intact and, and keep the integral nature of it. You know, people can give advice, you know, that is bad, and you can get, wander down, you know, paths that mean your film never gets made. Um, but with that, we listened and took, you know, what was positive and, um, you know, unfortunately ended up managing to find a home for it. I think the old adage I'm sure all your film students have heard is that, you know, that no one knows anything. I think that's probably true just because it's a subject, it's a subjective business and you can never second guess the um, general public. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm certainly making films, um, you know, for an audience. Um, can be an art house audience, can be a mainstream audience. You can, sometimes you never find them or they don't, you know, they don't find you. No, it's not a science. Uh, so that's part of the sort of challenge of the whole business that um, you can, I believe you can never second guess the general public. So that's a sort of, you know, I've got, had, I like my, you know, I hope, I believe I have an eclectic track record. I'm proud of that. I think what is the only common sort of theme to all of them is that at the time I thought they were all, you know, clever or well-written or, um, you know, or uh, would be entertaining. And, you know, hopefully most of them did turn out that way. Some didn't, but that was a learning, a learning curve. Um, but it's all in the writing, you know, as I'm sure you've been told many times, you know, unless you start with, unless your script is solid, you know, it'll bite you in the arse later. Um, so it's all about the material. Perhaps it's better now if I ask you to ask me some questions. Um, and then we can just sort of chat about what I know and or what I don't. Hi, my name's Leon. Um, first question, one of many. Um, I just wanted to know, what do you look for when you're getting involved in a project? I know you said script is key, but other than kind of scripting, what tends to grab your attention or give you that gut feeling like this is the type of project that I want to work on? It's... It's, it's really hard to define it's it, it, um, and, and, and different projects come you know you can read a great book mm-hmm. think that would make a great film to see a great play and mm-hmm. think that would great make a great movie um, and then you have your own ideas that hopefully there's enough to them that could make a film too um, I think um, it's something like I would, it's an idea that I would like to go and see. Okay. That's sort of what the, 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 the principle is. Um, you know, I, I have, it also has to be said, I have developed projects that have never got made. Okay. And I believe that there are, there was, you know, however disappointing at the time that was, there was a reason for the reason why they didn't get made, which was they weren't good enough. Yeah. Or someone was doing something similar better, or it was too expensive, or the talent behind it that I'd assembled you know, weren't enough to convince other people to invest in it. So, um, you know, you can, it, it, it's an int- it's a, you sort of have to grow it. You want the best, you know, every step of the way, you try and have the best elements possible. It's not always, you know, it's not easy that. Um, but initially, you know, when I start out with something, it's because I would like to go and see that, or I would go and see that um, if, you know, I saw a trailer for it. Or, that's the principle.
Um, yeah. Can I just follow up from something you yeah. said there? Um, so of the films that you kind of got involved with that maybe didn't get made or ones that you have that you've considered uh, that haven't done as well, um, can you tell us a bit about why you think that happened or what you learned from why they didn't particularly do so well? Um, yeah. Well, part of it was probably my own inexperience at the time. We all thought we were making the best things since you know, sliced bread, but um, just didn't turn out that way. I think um, my experience with comedies, um, I think comedies are really hard um, just because, you know, you, if you tell a joke, you're going to find it funny or you're not. Now, if I tell you a joke and you don't find it funny, I can't repeat it to you and then you'll find it funny. You know, it's gone. Um, say that I've got a script, no experience, no contacts, but I think I've really got sort of something with this script. How do I go about getting it seen? Very good question. <laughs> um, and it's not an easy answer to that. I mean, the answer is perseverance. Um, and it is, I don't want to say it's who you know, because that sounds like there's an entitlement to this business, but it's not that. But you need to be the more you are in the business, be it as a runner or whatever, um, then you, you know, you are, you know, you're living and breathing and there are other people around you, your contemporaries who are also starting out and people, you know, who have been there before who are in sort of higher positions where they can help. I mean, what I would say, you know, you have a script, you're a writer, so, and this, if you're a director or an actor or whatever, you know, you, so, you don't just sit there saying, I've got a great script, you should be writing your next one, or your short story, or your blog, or your whatever. You should be, if you're a writer, you write, presumably. Um, so don't, but you also must be, you know, perseverance is key. Uh, initiative, again, repeating myself, is key. Um, so you would write to all the agents. All of them are going to say, we don't accept unsolicited material. But one might read it and say, actually, this is the best thing since whatever. Um, look through every door most of them will close um, it's like when I raise money you know I expect 99 no's I need one yes but yeah I, you just you just persevere and you but you keep writing you don't just say you know I've got this one script and this is you know until someone says yes or make wants to represent you this is the only thing you write like you don't wait um, that's the other thing you always it's really a try and always be proactive, not reactive. You know, if you're waiting for the phone to ring, you know, it's the kiss of death. So it's like, even though you're waiting, and you know, again, in what, whether I'm waiting for answers on a project or a cast, an actor to say yes or no, you know, but I'm always trying. And it may be because I'm, you know, I then go and focus on other projects, but I always, always have a number of balls in the air or try to. Um, I think that's what you should do with your, you know, your writing career. It's like, you know, and it could, I don't know, it could be spoken word. It could, you, you, you know, you are doing what you enjoy. Um, and um, you're not just waiting on an agent to say, yes, they like your screenplay or a producer. You know, you're also trying to submit a play to the royal court or you're, you know, you're, you're writing a funny blog that people are following or, you know, it's, I just think you need to, if you're a writer, then, you know, you should be writing.
Uh, and I know it's really easy to say, it's really hard to do, especially, you, know, you need thick skin, and in whatever, you know, really thick skin, people reject my stuff all the time, I'm used to it now. But like I say, you need the 90, you know, I'm used to the 99 nose, it's the one. Um, but thick skin in whatever, you know, in front or behind is, you know, you will get rejection, it's part of the business. Um, it's not personal. Um, and you just, you know, you just don't accept it, you just keep going. What's your um, opinion on film school? Because a lot of people say like it's not worth it or like you can learn it by yourself or you can do short courses, you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, they don't, like, I don't know. I think it's, it's about you as an individual and what you get out of it. Um, I don't think it's going to unlock any particular sort of key to getting in the industry if you hadn't gone to a film school, but it always depends on what your, you know, if, as a producer, I never went to film school. It was a practical experience. Um, and then I went into producing my, my, my short film. I wasn't the student, he, the, the, the student was the director. Um, there were producing students at the film school, um, you know, and I've gone on to have, have good careers too. I, I think, I think it just depends on how you learn. I only learn stuff by doing it. I can't be taught. I sort of have to teach myself by being sort of hands-on, and that's how I learn. Um, I'm not good at sort of just being told information without and processing it and then learning. I have to sort of do it. So I think it's about how you receive information and then about what you're trying to pursue. You know, I think it's great for someone who wants to be a director to go to film school because they hopefully have access to resources that allow them, you know, to be at cameras and access to, I don't know, a database of actors or, you know, there's a, they've, it, uh, some resources that facilitate them showing their vision. Um, I think the more technical, perhaps, it's very useful. So if you're a cameraman or camerawoman, um, you know, you can learn some, I know, again, I'm the only one I really know is um, little is the National Film School. They have some very good, um, some DPs of shot films for me who are teachers there. Um, and again, because you know the equipment, and especially now with uh, um, digital and post, but you know you can. I think you can. There's a lot of information on on the technical side. Um, you often, or in the past, I've got involved with um, like quite diverse projects or with a diverse cast, like kidhood, adulthood, and now. Um, Bell. Um, often other people shy away because they say there's not a market for it or there's not an audience for it for, for that type of content. Um, two questions I'd like to ask, what made you say yes? And now after making those type of films, do you agree that they're like, was it, do you think it wasn't worth it? Is there, is there not a particular market for that type of content? Um, no, not at all. Um, uh, so the reason why, I mean, kid outhood, it's all in the script. Um, Noel wrote an amazing script. I had never read anything like it. The voice was completely original. The world was original. Uh, the world was real and, and it read authentic. Um, uh, and it was just a, 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 a really powerful script. Um, so that's how I got involved in it. Um, and what not well mate except for Noel probably um what all of us underestimated was the nerve it struck 
um, you know, it was groundbreaking um, in that suddenly there was this film that all, all, you know, a lot of young people wanted to go and see because they could, felt they could relate to it. And it was a completely overlooked um, sort of demographic and market or, or people just thought, you know, they couldn't cater to, to them and, and it was something homegrown. And, hence, you know, I, the, the fact that we made a sequel is like incredible. Um, so, um, you know, so, but it was a story first and foremost. Yeah. I mean, um, I'd also been living in America and, and, and made Gridlocked and other films. Um, so I don't know if that was part of sort of some my subconscious that, you know, it's just about entertainment rather than yeah. you know, urban or color or whatever. But, you know, it was, I just, you know, Noel was really impressive and, and the script was great. Um, you know, it was a film that the whole industry turned down. Yeah, kiddohood, and it was made by private equity. Um, and then, you know, on the sequel, everyone, the market, the film industry wanted to be involved. Cause, yeah. but no, it, it, it was sort of revolutionary is too strong word, but it was, you know, it was definitely like a wake up call. And it, you know, and there was, I mean, in a way, too many. Um, the copycats since you know, have slightly diluted that sort of genre because um, there have been a lot of bad ones. Um, but there's definitely a, um, you know, a market now for youth movies. What's your opinion on like opportunity for female directors getting into the industry? Because obviously there's been a lot of, um, you know, articles about the divide kind of between men and women and stuff? Um, it's a loaded question. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, again, you know, I mean, it's with, sadly one has to talk in these terms, but, you know, I'm one of the f few producers who work with the most female on feature film-wise, female directors, and, and indeed most black directors in this country, whether male or female. Um, but, um, you know, I had great experience on Bell. I've had a great experience on Iron Lady. Um, I had another one, too, oh, Very Annie Mary, years ago. Um, Powder Room, obviously, with MJ. So, um, I mean, it's about talent, as far as I'm concerned. Um, are some stories more sort of appropriately told by a man or woman? Probably. Um, you know, but. I, that's not a generalization. I think that's project specific. You know, I think Philida Lloyd doing Iron Lady was a mm. stroke of genius, and I, and um, she did an amazing job. And that idea was actually you know, um, someone, Colleen Woodcox at Pathé. I won't take credit for it, no, but she was you know an inspired choice. Um, and you know, I worked with MJ again. I can only talk specifics. MJ Delaney. I loved her Newport State of Mind. I don't know if you saw that YouTube hit, um, which was the spoof of the Jay Z Alicia Keys um, oh, Newport, uh, yeah. New York track. So uh, her video being set in Newport in Wales. But it was just really clever and funny. And I had this little movie that I was, you know, about a, a, a messy girls' night out. And mm. It was more appropriate to look for a woman to direct that than a bloke. Um, It's not easy, no. but I don't think becoming a director is, um, whatever sex you may be. Um, but you personally, you'd like, you'd look at the story, you, or? No, I just look at the, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, hope, you know, I, 
I'd choose the person because um, of their 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 reaction to the material that yeah. asked them to read and their comments and thoughts on it and their vision for it and their and their track record. Um, you know, if they'd done some amazing theatre or television or you know, so you can see there's a real ideally an artist there. Um, I don't yeah, I I think it's more open than it I mean I think it's more open than it's ever been, but you know but it's not easy. It's not easy for anyone. Um, just make good work. Mm. Make good work. Write good work. <laughs> At good work, they'll all come. It's yeah. <laughs> but also, the other question I wanted to ask is, um, I know one way, obviously, you can get into directing is starting off as a runner and going from there, but do you think it's possible to get into directing from, say, like an independent route, kind of making your own short films, doing it that way, and then being noticed? and then slowly going into mainstream or? I, I would say that's the way to do it, not be mm. runner. Yeah. I, I, I think, and I think it's really good experience to know and see how a film is made and all that, but just dip your toe in. If you really want to be a director, go to film school or even better, just make, just direct, you know, short films, YouTube, yeah. you know, on your phone, just and put it out there and see if you can get noticed, you know, and get better and get better. And um, Yeah, I think you, people do not like to be confused. So if you are a writer or you're an actor or a director, you, know, you don't want to stay too long on the production side. Um, just because I think, you know, people... I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's like when someone comes into a job interview with me and so they say it's an assistant and they say well you know I'll if they say you know and I want to be a producer yeah that's that's the right answer because that's what they'll get the most by working with me that's hopefully what the, you know they'll learn the most about if they actually say I want to be a director or I want to be an actor I'm like well what are you doing here you know um, I'm not gonna be able to teach them how to write by working for me mm. um, or how to act or um but no, I would I, I I would get the experience of working on production and running and well just to pay the bills. But if you wanna Yeah, it's it's making your own short films. Which you can nowadays. I mean that's the great thing. Okay. I want to ask if you've got any advice on pitching, I suppose, your script or your story and in your experience what maybe investors or the enablers, people who allow your film to get made, what they tend to look for other than a good script of course like what tends to tick the boxes in your experience my advice was short and sweet mm -hmm. um, I mean ha be ready for the longer version um, but th this is just me you know I, I have pitched and I have been pitched mm -hmm. too they're really hard really hard both to listen to and to um, to give uh, I think uh, I say short and sweet because I think the, the, the quicker you just say it. Mm. So when I went Margaret Thatcher, Meryl Street, yeah. you know, it's like they got it. It's like you know, Iron Lake, you know, 
done. Um, I mean, it was never, you know, obviously that's, but it quickly yeah. became that to me, you know, mm -hmm. to get people excited. Um, uh, I also believe, you know, people you're pitching to are always going to have to pitch it upstairs. So, you know, when you say something and someone immediately gets it, that's that's the moment you're looking for. So, and and if they can then take that and say exactly the same thing to their boss, <laughs> you've done all the work for them. Um, so it's, you know, it's, they have to see the market for it. They have to to see. I mean, all the things you expect that you know you want someone to buy it. And they want you want to buy it because they see potential in it, artistic, you know. Um, Integrity and, and and potential commerciality and like all the things you you know be it a, a comedy a thriller or you know scares or laughs or whatever but um, I just think you the simpler it is as soon as people immediately get it um, as, as soon before you a bit like my answer here if you start sort of having to explain and explain and explain yep. it sort of it starts to dilute. Um, now you have to back it up, you know, the pitch, you, you know, you'll need a treatment, you'll need the script, you know, and then that will have to be just as good. But if in terms of just getting sort of seed money to someone to fund your idea, um, so you need all the statistics, you need all the examples of scenes or what happens then, you know, if they ask questions. But initially, I, you know, the simpler and the... Um, you know, it's when you see a good tagline for a commercial. That's sort of what you're looking for, I think. Yeah. Um, like people get it straight away. Um, again, it's not easy, but um, and and it, and I think it takes practice. You know, it's worth with a pitch. It's worth like pitching your friends and family, and you know they'll say that's crap, that's great, that's whatever. Or what about have you thought of this and that? You know. But again, I think it's you you you. I mean, practice makes perfect. You hone it. Um, you market research it. Um, and nowadays, how do people tend to get money? Is it through like private investment for films? Like how how do they tend to? Who do they go to to to, to raise the cash? For well, I think you, again, you have to be slightly. It depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, development funding, which is money for scripts and yeah. you know, turning your ideas into screenplays, then. You would go to all the companies who make movies. You would go to the BFI uh, or Creative um, England. Um, again, you would sort of go everywhere where you can get in the door. Um, but you should also be pitching or trying to set it up with people who know the type of material you're, you know, um, you know, you're trying to make. So, you know, I wouldn't go to Warner Brothers. You know, I wouldn't go to a big Hollywood studio if I had a little sort of art house film. You know, you would, but you need to, you know, again, use your initiative so you, know, you can see by, you know, you look at the, where the art house films play, you can see who releases those films, you see what companies make them, and then you could identify what people you should go and start to try and talk to. Um, similarly, if you've got a big action movie, you wouldn't go and pitch the art house. Yeah. You know, so I think you'd need to, you know, you need to marry your material with the right buyer. Um, which way would you say is the best way to get into producing? Would it be university or, or work experience? Well, for me, it was just doing it through the runner and sort of trying to um, 
learn as much as I could. Um, but again, I, I, there's no one route. You know, there's agents, people who started off as a, a, assisting an agent, you know, representing actors or writers or directors who then moved into producing. Um, there's people who work in sales who sell movies um, around the world who then moved into producing. Um, there's people who just stuck with producing, like myself. Um, I don't, there's no, you know, and it, and it is a slightly sort of amorphous um, job description. But I, the way I did it was go sort of get a handle on how physically your film is made. So by, by observing, um, and you know what happens on set in terms of assistant directors, location, camera team, sound, the actors. Um, and every other department, and then um, then trying to learn sort of what happened to get everyone to that place, which was the development of the material and the raising of the money for it. At the end of the day, until you do it yourself, um, you know, you must, that's how you learn. Um, you know, at a certain point, you have to throw yourself in the deep end, but yeah, it just, it's like I was mostly just trying to learn as much as you can from everyone around you and then take the plunge. Um, but you have a good story, people will, you know, again, you know, if you have a good idea that people believe in that has film potential, unless they try and steal it, they'll... Uh... <coughs> um, so, yes, perseverance with a big P. Okay, so that was Damien Jones uh, talking about his career in film and offering up some expert pieces of advice and hints and tips for, for the young people who came along. And hopefully you guys listening have also learned a few things as well. Amy, have you learned anything I've about the film industry? Loads. <laughs> he knows a lot more about film than I do. Yeah. And you. He knows more than you. He does, but he is a film <laughs> producer. I am not. I made notes. You made notes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next quiz, I will get 10 out of 10. In the next podcast, we're going to test you again and see how far your knowledge has uh, expanded. So join us next month for episode three of the Go Think Big podcast. But in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Go Think Big. Tell us what you thought, if you liked it, if you loved it, if you didn't like Dan, and if you preferred... If you knew the answers to any of those film questions. If you could have got, if you're willing to take on the questions that I didn't do, then tweet us and Dan will send them. Okay. (laughs) Or just like us on Facebook. Or just visit the website, gothinkbig.co.uk for more advice, inspiration and opportunities. Great. Well, uh, we'll see you next month. Bye.